Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey everyone, happy 2023. It's been a while, great to be back. I've been doing a ton of work on a bunch of things. One of them I want to share with you today. So the title of this episode is There Are Enough Hours in the Day. And I guess that's what I want to talk about here is that I really do believe that there are, that there is enough time in the day. But obviously how we use it is just so critical. And I've been experimenting and learning for a long time on different productivity things. And and I'll continue to do so. As I've said before, I, I really do believe in strong opinions loosely held. So what I want to share today is something that I have strong opinions on, but you know, I'll probably change it and improve it and iterate on it for a long time. Some of these things that I've learned over the years have worked. Some of them haven't. Some of them work for a while and, and that's totally fine. The, the pursuit here is just to continually be improving and learning and, and trying and experimenting with the goal to increase output, decrease stress, and for me anyway, to just increase my usefulness to the people that I care about in a business sense, in a personal sense, et cetera. That's, that's what it means for me. A few months ago, I started to experiment with a discipline that has actually made a major impact on my life. And today I hope that you get some value from it. I should say up front that I don't think this will be valuable for everyone. I think this works for someone with a brain like mine. And as I've mentioned a few times, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got some form of ADD or, or, or something like that. So I, I don't think this will work for everybody, but it's a great thing to experiment with and then to iterate and, and make it your own. If I can help only a handful of people from this, I'll, I'll feel pretty good that I've shared it because this is quite simple, but actually the work of, or the results of a lot of work from my side. So here we go. Start by making a list of everything in your life that you want to or have to give time to. And I mean everything. So, you know, this is a, a new process. So this is not like a science. This is a bit of art and a bit of science, but I, I really mean everything. So get quite specific about this and don't just say things like health or work. Really get into a bit more detail. So some examples for me are dinner with my family, my main job, cardio, work on my core, strength training, meditation, reading to my daughter, journaling, etc. So, so get quite specific. And really this list is the first time you do the list, 
you, you, you're going to realize that it's just simply not possible to fit everything in to your life that you want to. So you need to do a round of getting quite ruthless and saying, what are the elements that are absolutely essential, both from a you not being willing to compromise, but also from a duty. There are some things that you just have to do, whether you like it or not. There are other things that you absolutely will not cut out of your life. And then there are things that you probably should cut out of your life. And then there's a fourth group, which is like, you don't want to, but you kind of have to. So you need to sort of go through this process alone can be very useful and, and, and quite challenging, but but very liberating. And there's some good literature on this. You can check out Greg McEwen's stuff. He wrote a good, a good book called Essentialism. There's Joshua Fields Mulburn and Ryan Nicodemus. They wrote another fantastic book. There's a ton of literature, but really what you're doing here is you're getting to your essential list of the things that you absolutely have to get done in your life. Now the list should probably look pretty different to what it looked like initially, but you've got your list. The next thing you need to do is you need to be real about how many usable hours do you have in your day. So I went through a few iterations on this, and currently what's working really well for me is that I'm basically from 6 a.m. in the morning until 10 p.m. at night. Those are my usable hours in the day. A side note here that's not actually side note, it's core to this, but not what I'm going to talk about today is that what I want to share today is built on the foundation of getting good sleep. So it's built on the assumption that you're doing everything that you can to get good quality sleep and enough of it. Because in my experience, pretty much any productivity tool, hack, process, whatever, is just it's not going to even touch sides to what you're going to get by focusing on your sleep. So Kind of a side note there, if you're not sleeping well, if you're not giving enough time and emphasis to sleep, I mean, you can keep listening, but that's the thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your life. So this is on the assumption that you're sleeping well, and that you're doing what you can to improve your quality and quantity of sleep. Okay, so with that said, now you've got your list of things that you have to and are not prepared to give up in your life. You've also got your amount of time that you can use every day. So for me, it's 16 hours, okay? For some people, it might be 18. For some people, it might be 14, right? Depending on sleep and what have you. So now this is where it starts to get sort of quite specific is you look at whether you have different day types. So this is a little bit difficult to explain, but but I'll try. It's easy to show. But for me, for example, my Fridays are quite different to the rest of the week. And the reason for this is because firstly, I live in Australia, which is on a time zone that's very different to where everybody that I work with lives. Depending on daylight savings, we're kind of eight to nine hours ahead. So Monday to Thursday, I don't work completely on Cape Town time, but it's all centered around Cape Town time. So basically, I'm on calls until about midday Cape Town, which is 8 p.m. where I live in Australia. But on Fridays, we have no meeting days. So that means I can work on my own time zone, which means I can get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and I can treat my day as if I was just working in the Australia time zone and I have no calls. So, for example, I might have a type one, which is like Monday to Thursday, which is when I am working on Cape Town time. And then I might have a type two, which is a Friday where I'm working on Australia time and there are no calls. So those are two different day types. You might have a different day type where some days you have to drop the kids off and pick them up, but not every day. That's a different type of day to a day that, that you wouldn't. You might have a day that you have to go into the office and you've got to factor in a two or three hour commute. That's a different type to a work from home day. You might have three jobs, right? 
And you might have completely different days and schedules based on which job you're doing. Or you might have a side hustle and you only work on your side hustle two evenings a week. That's a different type. So you got to sort of figure out what your day types are. But the point here is that you acknowledge that not every day is the same and that you don't have to get everything done in every day. You have different types of day, but it's massively useful and powerful to acknowledge this, figure out what your day types are, and then to begin to document them. So I literally use Google Sheets for this. So I've got the number of hours in a day. I've got my day types. And this is where things started getting really interesting for me. And I had a bit of a breakthrough and and that's what I want to talk about today. So you now get to work building out your day types in detail. So for me, as I said, I've got 16 hours. So in my little Google Sheets document there, I've got my 16 hours at the bottom. And now I've got all the lists of the things that I absolutely have to fit into my day, that I have to or want to fit into my day. But I've only got 16 hours, right? So now I go about allocating the amount of time that I have to or want to to each of those things. And this can be quite difficult. To be very clear, this is not about scheduling, right? So this is not about saying six to seven, do this, seven to eight, do that, nine to 11, do that. You do end up doing that at the end, but that's the least useful thing of what I'm trying to communicate today. The the useful part here is how many hours in the day do you have? What are the things that you have to or are not prepared to compromise on that you got to get into your day? And then how many hours are you allocating these things? So for example, and I'll try to make this generic, this isn't what my day looks like, but I'll, I'll try to make it like super simple. So day type one, which for me would be hypothetically a Monday to a Thursday, because my hours are different there in terms of overlap and hours working and what have you. So day type one, these are the things, not in any particular order that I have to get done and that I'm not prepared to sacrifice. So number one, when I'm looking after my kids, I call it dadding, right? So number one, dadding plus core work plus strength work, 90 minutes. Deep work on your main job, let's call it, okay? So deep work on your job, five hours. NSDR or yoga nidra, so you can look that up if you want, but 30 minutes. Cardio, 60 minutes. My time, so this is an interesting thing to talk about. So I give myself on this type of a day, I give myself one hour of my time to do whatever I want. If you want to put in Netflix or Facebook scrolling or TikTok or whatever the hell you want, like this is where it goes. If that's what you want to use your one hour for, go for it. By all means, do that. I certainly don't want to do that. So my one hour is usually got to do with things like, I mean, I invest in a bunch of things. I'm an advisor to a handful of businesses. This is where I might do some admin for that kind of stuff. This is where I might do some personal admin. This is just my time to do whatever the hell I want. If I want to train again, I'll train again. If I want to go for lunch, I'll go for lunch. This is my time. So this is where you want to put in the stuff that you kind of want to do, right? Then for me, family time, which in my case is dinner, 60 minutes. Then I have three hours of Zoom calls on my main role. So to be clear about this, this is like the main function. This is my day is sort of broken up into deep work on my job and then calls that I've got to have or want to have through Zoom. So that's a three hour chunk of Zoom calls, reading to my daughter, 30 minutes, reflection, journal and meditation, 30 minutes. And then there's a 30 minute buffer built into that. Day type two, which in my case is a Friday, is very similar, but there's some slight differences. 
So it's dadding plus core work plus strength work, 90 minutes NSDR or Yoga Nidra, 30 minutes my time, two hours, deep work on my main job, 7.5 hours because there's no calls needed on this day, family time, three hours, read to my daughter, 30 minutes, journal meditation, 30 minutes, and there's a half an hour buffer. Now, there's two things that are happening here that are worth mentioning, right? Because the critical things for me, it can be broken up into two things. The first one is that for the longest time, I used to think that like putting in a 12-hour day or a 16-hour day at work was like good. But the reality of that is, is that there's absolutely no chance that anyone, I can't speak for anyone, I can only speak to myself, but I've never observed somebody able to put in 12 or 16 hours of quality work. What that generally will actually look like is a whole lot of distraction for oneself and other people if it's in an actual physical office and a whole lot of sort of vanity metrics. In my experience, a five-hour session of deep work with full focus and no distraction is infinitely more impactful, powerful, useful, productive than a quote-unquote 16-hour days where you're kind of just doing work. That's for me in my experience of other people and of myself. I recall reading somewhere, and there's all sorts of stats thrown around all the time, but I remember some scary study, you know, when, you, when you're when you running a business that has lots of stuff, these things scare you. But some some pretty deep studies going into saying that the average knowledge worker gets between two and three hours work actually done every day. And that's probably decreasing with all of the distraction of Slack, et cetera, et cetera. And I can totally believe this. I'm talking about actual work. I'm not talking about running around the office and water cooler conversation, et cetera, et cetera. And there is a benefit to that. We won't talk about this today, but I'm talking about like deep work. So really what I'm saying is the first benefit here is being real about how many hours you're actually going to put in and then turning those hours into incredibly high impact, high productivity hours. That's the first one. The second thing is, and I learned this first, I think, from David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, which is more a system than a, than a book, a productivity system that's been updated, and I'd urge you to check it out. But the primary premise of his work is that until we get everything down into a system, our minds just can't let go of things, and we're actually not able to focus, and we're not able to really be effective. So we need to create systems that allow us to capture everything that we need to do, our entire inbox. I'm not talking about email. I just mean everything coming at us, all the things we need to do, and have a system. But that system has a purpose, and the purpose of the system is to create space for allow us to focus on whatever it is that we're doing at that time without worrying or thinking about other things that we have to maybe get done or have to get done at another time. And this is the other benefit for me is that it's amazing the calm and the focus that this has given me. If I'm spending time with my daughter in the morning, I'm not feeling guilty because I know I've got a big chunk of work coming. If I'm doing work, but I know that I've got to see my daughter, I'm not feeling guilty because I know that I've got a chunk with her coming. If I'm doing cardio, I'm able to focus on it because I know everything else has got its place. Whatever I'm doing, I can just be there and do that thing because I trust that my system has got everything on it. And that the thing is coming and it's going to be in its place. And I don't have to give it brain cycles. I can just focus on the thing that I'm doing. So the manifestation of this for me has been a huge decrease in stress and anxiety, a huge increase in my output productivity and the quality of work that I'm doing, better relationships for real, better relationships. I'm getting fitter and fitter. I'm eating better. I'm sleeping better. It's been quite a profound change to me. So 
you know, I hope that there's something that's useful in this for you. It, I don't think this is going to be for everybody. And I also don't think it's finished. I'm definitely still continuing to iterate on it. But the version that I've shared today is the version that I'm using, and it's making a pretty significant impact to my world. I've shared it with one or two people, and it seems to be helping them as well. And I'd love to get feedback on you. If you use this and it has affected your life positively and slash, or if you're finding something that is a great iteration or improvement on this, I'd, I'd love to hear about it. So uh, that's it for today. And I really do hope it was valuable and useful. And I'll be back soon. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.